0: Welcome to the Love, Heal, Thrive podcast, where you learn to love yourself enough to heal and heal yourself enough to thrive so that you can live a life that feels whole, complete, untriggered, and unaffected by the people, emotions, and situations that surround you. I'm your host, Erin Gray. I am a Reiki Master Hypnotherapist, Certified Enneagram and Meditation Teacher. I'm a medium and simply someone who has experienced energy and seen energy patterns her whole entire life. and. That's been hard. And I want to help you learn tools and techniques that turn your energy sensitivity into your superpower. Each week, I will offer you helpful tools and insights from my own journey. I will also bring in experienced, amazing guests who will offer insight and guidance so that step by step, you can begin to live a life that feels empowered and strong and that you are in control together. We're going to learn how to love ourselves enough to heal and heal ourselves enough to thrive. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. It is February 5th. It is four days until Lunar New Year. And I was just super curious, to be honest, (laughs) about all of these traditions. I've heard some traditions and I've participated in a few traditions, but I really wanted to dive into all of this information and share it with you. So today we're actually kind of learning together on all of this because of my birthday last year, I felt like I wanted to dive into more of the energy behind Lunar New Year this year. Today's podcast is going to answer the question, how will Lunar New Year bless you? We have the opportunity to start this year off right and bless the energy and all aspects of our life here. And I want to give you a plethora of ways to do that today. There are worldwide statistics I'll include a link down below that show that approximately two billion people in over one hundred and sixty countries celebrate Christmas. So I kind of wanted to compare Christmas to not that it's the same comparison by any means, but you know everybody knows the ins and outs of all the the traditions of Christmas. so then, I kind of got curious. How many people celebrate Lunar New Year? So I looked it up. According to China Highlights, again, I'll include a link down below, the same amount of people, 2 billion people celebrate Chinese New Year in some way. So the same amount of people are celebrating, except that I feel like so many more of the traditions of Christmas, everybody seems to know. And I certainly didn't know a lot of these traditions today, so I'm super happy that I have researched this. I'm super excited to share it with you. And and you can decide how much you want to participate or not participate, but at least you know. And I feel like there's great purpose in sharing tradition and becoming more appreciative of all the different holidays that exist in the world. A little more factoid, <laughs> Chinese New Year is the largest annual human migration in the world. 200 million people from the Chinese mainland travel for these holidays where less than 100 million travel for Christmas, according to AAA. There's no comparison. There's no nothing better or worse. This is just an interesting... I found it very interesting that... There's so much awareness about one and maybe not as much awareness about the other. I'm hoping to spread awareness. And again, I've really enjoyed learning so much about the tradition of this holiday that I'm excited to share with you. So, Lunar New Year is based on the moon and always falls somewhere between January 21st and February 20th and is determined by the Chinese lunar calendar. So, this year, Chinese New Year Day falls on February 10th, 2024, with the beginning of it all with Chinese New Year's Eve on February 9th. And February 9th itself is in alignment with the new moon and the welcoming of spring. The Lunar Festival lasts 15 days until we are blessed by the full moon. In this case, it is the full snow moon on February 24th. And this day is ultimately celebrated with the releasing of lanterns basking in the light of the full moon. So one represents the other. And ultimately, it is all about the collectiveness and the celebration of family, which I love. <laughs> this day is meant to bless the family and the togetherness of the family. So each lunar new year begins the energy of the next. Zodiac animal. There are 12 zodiac animal signs that represent each year. In the lunar calendar, there is a 12 year cycle, and the animals flow in the following order rat, ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. 2024 is the year of the dragon, so this year is going to embody all the personality traits of the dragon. The dragon itself draws in great energy for success, initiating new projects, exploring opportunities and creating value for oneself and others. The Lunar New Year Festival is celebrated for 15 days from New Year's to the Lantern Festival, which occurs on the full moon. On the evening of the 15th day, the first full moon of the Lunar New Year, families gather for dinner and light lanterns and watch fireworks. Lanterns are put up for decoration. They're let loose to fly. They float in rivers and all while honoring the full moon. Praying is one of the most important activities during Chinese New Year. I can totally get behind that. I pray every single day, lots of minutes of every single day. People pray to gods and ancestors. Many people visit the graves of their ancestors the day before New Year's and offer sacrifices. So on February 9th, should you feel called and have loved ones who have passed away, it might be a good idea to go and actually visit their gravesite and honor them in some way in full transparency reading this, I realized I probably haven't. I, I talk to my parents all the time. They've both passed away, but I haven't actually visited their gravesite in a really long time. You may find me at their gravesite on February 9th. And I may make this my own tradition. When my parents were passing away, we talked about them having the nut in the shell. So the body was the shell and the, the nut was inside, which it was super appropriate for my dad. He was really funny. He's kind of a nut, and so it was a really great metaphor for my dad that it was the nut and the shell. So I feel like their shells are there at the graveside, but their nuts, their souls, are all around us. And I I feel that I I talk to them all the time. But I think this is a really nice tradition that I think I am going to embody and make a point to go pay homage and honor to their shell. Bring some pretty flowers make it nice, honor their shells, and honor all that is them as part of our family. As you probably know, giving red envelopes are a way to send good wishes and good luck, as well as money, of course. And this is often given from an older to a younger, a boss to an employee. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in in a separate list following later on in the podcast. Red decorations. Red is a lucky color in China, so wearing red, decorating in red. Red itself represents happiness, beauty, vitality, good luck, success, and good fortune. Family dinner is the most important part of this celebration. Togetherness and food. In our family, we say food is love. (laughs) We are all about the food. Even at Christmas, everyone brought their A-game. So everyone brought something but everyone brought their A-game item. So collectively, our meal was so good because everyone brought the best of what they make. It is all about family and togetherness and the deliciousness of being together and complete as one. So during last season's podcast, I'll include a link down below, I covered the Birthday Abundance Roadmap. But what I did not cover. So this happened just a couple days after I recorded that, because and I recorded that because my birthday was actually coming up. A very trusted, wise, and trusted and appreciated person in my life told me about that 2023 for me was going to be my bun min year of fate. <laughs> so our year of fate happens once every 12 years when you are experiencing the animal year, the zodiac animal year that you are. I'll include a link down below if you want to know what your zodiac sign is within the lunar calendar. But I'm a rabbit, and 2023 was the year of the rabbit. And so this is ultimately can be a more challenging year, can be a more difficult year. Things are harder and more challenging, and I would have to say that that is totally true of my twenty twenty three. I had to do things three, four, five times instead of just once. Much of the year felt like I I accomplished a lot, and I'm super proud of the things that I accomplished. But it just you know those moments when you just feel like you are trudging uphill and. You have to redo things a bunch of times or things just feel harder than they need to be or then they're hard. So you start to second guess yourself, second and third time guess yourself. That was 2023 for me. So given that it was my Bun Min year. There are ways if you are year of the dragon, there are ways to draw in better luck, which I did do. So my goodness, I can't even imagine how many times I have to do things if I didn't bring in the good luck. <laughs> but fortunately, this wise advisor of mine told me about this just a couple of days before my birthday. And I wrote a blog on this. I'll include the blog down below. I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I did write about it in my blog. So she told me, just a couple days before my birthday that in order to avoid some of the struggle, you can essentially have an unbirthday on your birthday. (laughs) So not saying happy birthday or not making a huge big deal. And this came up actually because I had said happy birthday to her. And she said, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really doing too much on my birthday because it was her year of fate as well. So she told me all about this and I am the queen of birthdays. I love birthdays. So my family was not totally on board when I told them I didn't really want to make a big deal about my birthday. So come my birthday morning, my family had bought me a special little baked good and I was still going back and forth on whether or not I was going to unbirthday or not. So peer pressure, I was like, okay, fine. I will get a candle. I will put a candle in my baked good. (laughs) I kid you not, you literally cannot make this stuff up. Put the candle in, we go to light the candle and the candle itself extinguished itself. I am not even kidding. I wish that they had recorded me because my eyes got about the size of dollar bills or dollar coins. And my husband said, don't take that as a sign. And I was like, are you kidding? I'm totally gonna take that as a sign. No more birthday for me today. Unbirthday it is. I am not blowing out candles. I am not singing happy birthday. Today is happy B day for me. And it turns out this was last spring. I actually met with my publisher that day. That was the day that establishing equilibrium's motion was put in motion. So I decided that happy B day instead of happy birthday stood for happy book day. That was a fantastic pivot for me on the unbirthday. So again, I'm gonna mention a lot of things today and just like I mentioned in my book and every week do what you feel called to do don't make choices out of fear don't make choices out of necessity or that you think that you need to write a checklist for things of today because so I'm going to mention a lot of things I say do what you feel called to do for me hearing about going to visit my parents at their gravesite that feels super in alignment to me. That seems like a great tradition I should start. I feel called to do that. Some of these things on this list, I don't feel called to do either. So as you hear things, if you feel a trigger in your soul, if you feel a tick in your heart, that might be something that's calling toward you. But I do not want you to hear today's podcast and worry or, or come at it from fear. I want you to come at it from love and inspiration and calling. So our Bun Min Yan year, our year of fate, is when you're about to turn 12, 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, and so on. It is every 12 years, and it is when you are the zodiac year of the year. So if you are the year of the dragon this year, it is your year of fate since this is the year of the wood dragon you can wear red but you can also wear yellow and green and add some plants or wood to your home to offset the struggle for this year and this energy is true 365 days of this year but it begins on your birthday so you can decide if unbirthday matches for you too if you want to lay low on your birthday or if you want to go crazy do what you feel called but with that candle extinguishing itself (laughs) on my birthday, I became a believer real fast. And then this year, albeit wonderful, has also been really challenging. So I am super excited to welcome in the success and abundance of (laughs) the year of the dragon. I'm ready for the year of the rabbit to be done. One other amazing thing that you can do to bring in lots of good luck if you're a Year of the Dragon this year, you can wear red clothes gifted to you by others. Essentially, they are gifting you their good luck. I had so much fun with this. I sent a note out to all my best girlfriends and we exchanged red items. So if they wanted to send me red underwear, I sent them a pair of red underwear back. If they wanted to send me red socks, I sent them red socks back. So it was an even exchange and we all gifted each other. These red items to bring good luck, but also with that, we gifted each other our luck. So it wasn't just the the clothes item, but you also gift each other ceremoniously each other's luck. It was super fun. Everybody loved it. We all had a lot of fun. So you can either wear clothes underneath that are red, but I also wore a ton of red this year. I have sweaters and shirts and hoodies. <laughs> I have so many red items. And of course, I have had my toenails painted red for the last 20 years of my life. (laughs) So find all the ways that you can bring in red into your life and it will help to bring in even more good luck. You can also wear jade accessories, pendants, earrings, and bracelets with the talisman of your zodiac animal on a red string. You can wear a dragon on a red string on your body as well. Again, where you feel called but I am super excited about the energy of this year. Spiritually, dragons are about strength, transformation, wisdom, and spiritual growth. So it is all about success. And the year of the dragon draws in the energy of unlimited potential for nobility, wealth, and wisdom. This is the Wood Dragon, which is also calling for us to be kind, compassionate, and loving to one another. We are being called to set a solid foundation that will lead to abundance and success. This is a fantastic, powerful year, and I'm so excited for all of us collectively even you year of the dragons (laughs) don your red wear your red wear those red socks wear those red underwears wear those red hoodies and you will draw in so much wonderful good luck so how will lunar new year bless you there are many things that we can do to help draw in even more good luck because it's year of the dragon. The energy is there anyway. So there is already abundant energy there for you. So again, these are all amazing traditions that I found really interesting to learn about it that I want to share with you and do where you feel called. So there are things that we can do and there are a few things we can avoid to draw in the most abundant blessings. I will include a link down below to these articles, but this is 16 things not to do on Lunar New Year. And we can look at that by knowing that we can do the opposite and do these things on Lunar New Year as well. This is super fun. Don't sweep or take out the garbage. You don't have to tell me to not do (laughs) household chores. I mean, my house is super clean and organized, but who doesn't love a couple of days off? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> but I think this is really cool the reasoning behind it. So, the act of sweeping on this day is associated with sweeping wealth away. Taking out the garbage symbolizes dumping out the good luck or the good fortune from the house. It is February 5th. You have until February 9th to declutter, to reorganize. This is the time. This is, I have been decluttering, I have been cleaning, I've been getting rid of all the old things in my house. This is the time to do it so that we can welcome in new. We want to out with the old, in with the new, literally right now. This is the time to start anew and to freshen the energy in the house and to get the energy moving in the house. Declutter, declutter, declutter. And be sure to sweep and take out the garbage on the 8th that you don't have to do that on the 9th or the 10th. (laughs) No unlucky words. Avoid saying words like death or sickness, poverty or ghosts, because it will attract them in. If you have to talk about it, play that game where you (laughs) describe it, but don't say it. Do all the things that you can do that do not say those actual words, because it attracts and draws that in. I think this is a good tradition, even outside of... New Year festival <laughs> or Lunar festival pay attention to the words that you say do you ever say oh this is going to kill me or oh i'm so tired or we we draw in and manifest the words that we speak i think it's great to not say the words death or sickness poverty or ghosts here within this little window but i also challenge you to pay attention to that elsewhere in your life and for the other 300 and <laughs> quick math 350 days of the year Don't eat porridge and meat for breakfast. Porridge was considered a food that only poor people ate. So beginning the new year by eating porridge draws in that omen of not having money, not having enough, lack. And we know lack is whack. In addition to porridge, it is advised not to eat meat in honor of the Buddhist gods who believe in not killing anything and not killing any animals. No meat, no porridge during this window of celebration. In the link down below it also has a link to what you should eat. I'm going to do a brief review at the very end on what foods you can eat, but if you want to dive in even deeper, there will be a link down below on all the foods and the reasons why you should eat them. Oh my gosh, this one's so great. I mean, they're all so great. It's just so fun to learn about all of these things. Okay, so next, avoid washing hair and getting a haircut. Hair must not be washed on Chinese New Year's day. Because hair has the same pronunciation in Mandarin and indeed the same character, which means to become wealthy. So by way of you washing your hair, you're actually washing your fortune away. Plan your hair washing days accordingly (laughs) so that you are not washing your hair on the 9th or the 10th. We don't want to wash our fortune away. It's just like that song. kind of wash that man right out of my hair instead of the man. (laughs) We don't want to wash the fortune away. And interestingly, it also says on this article, cutting hair on this day is believed that it might bring misfortune to uncles. It is becoming very popular to get a new haircut before Chinese New Year so that you have a new look and new wealth for the coming year. Next, don't wash clothes. Essentially, you were just getting to take a break for a few days and bask in deliciousness and not take out the garbage, not (laughs) clean. And we're also not washing clothes. We do not wash the clothes the first or second day of the new year, because these two days are celebrated as the birthday of the water God. And to wash clothes is a sign of disrespect to the god of water. The ancients believed that water symbolized wealth. So it is believed that in pouring out and pouring away the water after washing clothes, it is pouring away your wealth. And, you know, I think this is worthy of the experiment. Two days off of washing hair, washing clothes, or cleaning or taking the garbage out, I mean, I you don't have to ask me twice to do these things. And if on top of it, I get to draw in even more abundance into my life. Uh yes, please. <laughs> I am all for I'm being drawn. You can tell which ones I'm being drawn toward. And basking in the fun, abundance, and then receiving abundance in return. I'm I am excited to experiment with these traditions this year. Needlework should not be done. In the past there was a lot of needlework for women, but On this holiday, they didn't do any needlework, not even sewing a button on, because if they were to do this work on New Year's, it then translated into them having a hard year, meaning lots of work and lots of sewing, but ultimately lots of work creating a really hard year. I wonder if I sewed on a button (laughs) on New Year's last year. I might have, actually. Okay, next. Don't use scissors or knives. The blades of the scissor are thought to be like sharp lips when people quarrel. Using scissors on the first day of Chinese New Year is perceived as an invocation for quarrels with others in the coming year. The use of knives is to be avoided. For any accident, whether harming or person or tool is thought to lead to the depletion of wealth in the coming years. And in Feng Shui, they actually recommend that you house your knife block off the counter. So my knife block is is tucked away inside a cabinet because for the same reasons. They say that there is fighting and arguing when you have knives up on top of the counter. Tuck those knives away, keep them clean and tucked away inside a cabinet. 365 days a year, so that you can then not have people arguing or fighting and drawing in tons of wealth and abundance. So, back to the red envelopes no odd amounts of lucky money. Don't give an odd amount of money in a red envelope. It is traditional belief that good things always come in doubles, and we avoid unlucky numbers such as four and 40, as four sounds like death in the Chinese language. Avoid breaking a bowl, plate, or glass. Breaking glass symbolizes incompleteness and bad luck. Breaking a bowl, plate, or glass during the spring festival is considered a bringer of bad fortune, monetary loss, or a family breakup. If something is broken accidentally, people often will try to pick it up with red paper so that they can pick up the fragments in red paper and then they say all year round safe and sound as the invocation to remedy that energy, and that is if it is broken on accident. Keep children from crying. The cry of a child is believed to bring bad luck to the family, so parents do their best to keep children from crying by whatever means possible. No visiting hospital. A visit to the hospital during this period is believed to bring illness to the person year-round. Avoid lending and borrowing money. Money should never be lent on New Year's Day and all debts have to be paid by New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh, I felt this so much even with the calendar New Year's this year. I paid any outstanding bills that I had on December 31st. I did not want to move into 2024 having any bills owing money to anyone. This way you go in not owing Anything to anyone, but certainly don't go and demand it if people owe you money that will bring you bad luck. Let them live with their their fate and their karma, but you know that you enter the next year in good financial standing. So important, don't wear damaged clothes. Do not wear clothes that are damaged if kids are wearing damaged clothes in the first lunar month. it is said to bring bad luck. Do not wear white or black. As those two colors are associated with mourning traditionally, red is vibrant and super lucky. So don your red and it doesn't have to just be your faded year to wear red. Red always brings in fantastic good luck. And finally, no killing. No killing of spiders or flies or, or food if you are in a place to kill your food as well. We're big no spider killers in our house. <laughs> so we get the cup and we take a cardstock and slide it under and then we take the the spider out and let him go live in our garden somewhere. And to be honest, that actually works so much better than smashing them because you know it always makes a mess. But this way they get to go live somewhere else. It doesn't make a mess in your home and everybody walks away from that experience feeling better. So perhaps that can be your lunar new year resolution. No more spider killing. (laughs) I swear the cup and the paper work really, really well. Okay, now on to food. Yum, yum. Food is love. Which should we eat and why on lunar new year? Do eat fish. In the Chinese language, fish sounds like surplus. So fish is a traditional Chinese new year dish on Chinese new year. And they always say to Not eat the head or the tail, or to make sure that there is some left over. So there is actually surplus at the end of the meal so that you can take that surplus into your year. So ceremoniously leaving some fish on the plate so that you have more for the rest of the year. Chinese dumplings bring in wealth. A whole chicken brings in luck and wholeness, good luck and prosperity. Chinese New Year cake draws in higher income. Spring rolls draw in wealth. Sweet rice balls draw in family togetherness. Longevity noodles are longer than normal and uncut. So do not break these to cook them. And you know, when you're cooking dinner, you've got the the hot pot of water boiling. And then at least I used to (laughs) take the spaghetti and then go snap and drop it into the hot boiling water. And then someone said, no, that, that means that anyone who eats that is going to be broken off from you. And so then I stopped snapping my spaghetti years and years and years ago and set intention of loving relationships, loving connected relationships. So if you are finding that your relationships in your home are disconnected and you're snapping your spaghetti, experiment. See what happens if you stop snapping your spaghetti and allowing it to place it in whole and then let it begin to soften and then it just melts into the water. So it really doesn't take that much time. So the same is true about the longevity noodles. They're longer than normal, but do not cut them and allow them to remain long with the intention that it attracts longevity into your life. Lion's head meatballs are a popular Chinese New Year's dish. Lions represent strength in Chinese culture, while the meatballs signify family unity because of their roundness. Steamed pork belly with taro brings in prosperity. Shrimp brings in happiness. Vegetables signify spring, renewal, energy, progress, and wealth. Lettuce, specifically, in the Chinese language, the word for lettuce sounds a lot like the word for becoming wealthy. Yum. I will never look at salads the same. <laughs> Baby bok choy symbolizes wealth and luck for the year, as well as good fortune for the future. And Chinese broccoli signifies harmony. And then finally, fruit. Oranges and tangerines bring in good luck. There's such a huge list here of things, and I don't want you to make a checklist. That is the last thing I want for you here. If you feel called to give loved ones money in a red envelope, do that. If you feel called to put a red lantern up, do that. If you feel called to eat an orange, That. Decide what you feel drawn to do here and activate on that. Or maybe you don't feel like doing anything, any part of this, maybe just watching the parade on TV. Wherever you feel called, just acknowledge that there is dragon energy. Whether you acknowledge it or not, the dragon energy is a part of 2024. This energy exists. And it is fascinating to watch where and how this energy of prosperity and success and kindness and love is going to show up for each and every one of us this year. How will Lunar New Year bless you? How will you bless others with this energy? I cannot wait to hear in the comments down below, which tradition are you embracing this year? What are you going to do this year? I would love to hear in the comments down below what you've decided to do and how you're going to embrace this dragon energy. Thank you so much for joining me. Happy Lunar New Year. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and I will see you next week. Be sure to join my newsletter at lovehealthrive.com and I will see you next week love yourself enough to heal, heal yourself enough to thrive. Take care.